0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Agatsu Physical Culture Podcast. You do not want to miss one second, one minute, anything of what is about to go down because my very special guest today is Pat McNamara. Pat was in the United States Army 22 years uh, in various special forces units. And not only is he a badass amongst badasses with a pistol in his hand, but he is equally so when he's in a gym. And that's one of the main reasons why I brought this man on today. Pat, thank you so much for coming on, man.
1: Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure being here.
0: Oh, you know, first, I got to tell everybody how I found you because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is shocking in in a way you have a massive social media following. When I I first took a look at your Instagram, I mean, any trainer would be envious of this Mm -hmm. social media following for one thing, because it's actually real. Yep. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people know about you, but maybe outside of your circle and maybe in the fitness world, um, not as much. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's my pleasure to try and, and let trainers find out about you. And the reason that I was lucky enough and really fortunate enough to be kind of turned on to your work is, uh, I started shooting again. I hadn't mm-hmm. shot since I was a little kid. My father used to take me and, uh, you know, it'd been a really, really long time. I got interested in shooting. I sent a a buddy of mine a message and uh, I believe he's a mutual, a friend of ours. So Tony Blower.
1: Yeah, man. Good guy.
0: Yeah. Tony's awesome. Mm -hmm. Tony knows his, when it comes to self-defense, Tony is the man, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to just being an all around great guy, Tony's just unbelievable. So, you know, he was the first one I thought of because if I was going to start shooting, like everything that I do, I wanted to learn it well. I Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just go and, you know, fire off rounds and spend money. I right. wanted something to practice. So I sent Tony a message and his answer was great. I said, Hey, Tony, uh, I'm going to start shooting again. Who should I check out, you know, for, uh, for technique? So he writes back, he says, who do you want to shoot? Like <laughs> So I, I, I go, what do you mean? He goes, you want to shoot like a cop? You want to shoot like a bad guy or you want to shoot <laughs> like you're in the military? Yeah, so right. I was like, well, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that at all. Uh, I, I wrote him back and I said, well, not that I'm planning to be in a gunfight anytime soon, especially where I live. Uh, but, you know, if I'm going to practice something like how to use a pistol, I want to know how to use it if I ever needed to use it. So mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know, if I was in a gunfight, I'd like to be the guy who, who lives. So uh, right away, he sends me your profile. He says, check out this guy. You know, Pat, Pat's your guy. So I take a look at your Instagram and right away I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, Tony didn't steer me wrong. So it's right. like, oh, you know, I'm listening to your instruction. I'm like, guys, super clear. This is, this is awesome. Great stuff. And then I start watching your other videos and I'm like, Holy shit. You're funny as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, gotta, you know, you gotta keep it to- light. You no, know, nah, but that's the thing is like some people they they take themselves so seriously they're almost impossible to listen to for two mm-hmm. seconds you know and uh, so I immediately I jumped online I got one of your uh, videos I got taps
1: oh cool good yeah mm-hmm.
0: and uh, you know uh, I'm still waiting uh, it's almost uh, it's almost a year I'm waiting for my my license uh, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to get a gun license oh, here man, but. I bet. Oh, also with COVID, but Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough, I've got a cert pistol, so I can do some like dry fire training. Yep. So I'm going through your video, I'm going through taps. And I'm listening to you talk about teaching and about shooting. And I'm thinking, man, everything you're saying is really about learning. Mm -hmm. And it applies so much to such a broad spectrum of things. Mm -hmm. And and in particular to fitness and, and for trainers teaching people because what you do now is basically you spend a lot of your time um, training people, right? And giving seminars. Correct. So when you left the military, how did, how did that evolve? How did you get into you know, the teaching side of it?
1: Well, I had a, a knack for, for teaching and it's something that I really enjoy do. I don't care if it's teaching somebody to tie a knot, how to boil water, shoot a gun, or throw a punch. Mm-hmm. I, I like doing it. And, and I've learned a lot by virtue of the fact that I've done it so freaking much. And when I retired, I instantly got hired by a corporation who was building this, um, they had kind of a um, like a wish list of, of trainers that they wanted to build and they wanted to uh, train people all over the military and, and law enforcement. They wanted to change the culture of the military. So they recruited me to assist them in doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was still corporate America. You know, so I was still working for the man. Right. Um, I did that for four years, and then I generated my own business, T-Max. Because a a lot of what was going on in the corporation, they just didn't get it. They were calling my methodology something that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took offense to it because they were calling my baby ugly. You know, (laughs) they just didn't get what I was trying to get across. And it's very sports psychology driven. Right. Um, It's that performance-based training versus outcome-based training. And they saw it as outcome based training. We'll talk more about that here in a bit. But so I generated my own company in 2010, TMAX. It's an acronym training, marksmanship, adventure, concept, security. So I checked all the blocks, all the things I like to do right. under that banner. And um, it, it, it kind of exploded. I mean, it just detonated. And then I didn't find, I entered the world of social media only in 2013. Um, and I kind of started my life all over again in that year. 2013 was my worst year, my best year, all at the same time. But the the social media portion went through the roof as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, presence on YouTube, because um, I have a lot of shooting videos on there. Yeah. And then I started putting out DVDs and on the Instagram. And... So, yeah, I've been, I've been doing it for, for a, a while. And I put the numbers together under my own banner, I think right now on the range alone, right? I think it comes out to about 15,000 people. Yeah, you know, small groups at a time. Yep. That's
0: incredible. And you know, I I like what you just said, kind of like you were talking about 2013 as being, you know, the worst year and the best year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important for people listening right now. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I know, with everything that's going on with COVID, and people are in different places, some people are really locked down. Mm-hmm. Here they just did a lockdown again where I am. They they forced me to close my gym for the second time. Um, so a lot of people are having the worst years of their lives yep, right. and they're under tremendous stress. So I think any kind of story where they they hear that, you know, someone went through a bad time
1: came I got a on the laundry on side.
0: Yeah, came mm-hmm. out on the other side and is is thriving. You know that's what we need to hear now because man, there's so much bad news. I'm like almost terrified to open my phone in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I open my Facebook, it's like another another student, another friend lost their gym, lost their livelihood, yep. Uh, yep. closed their restaurant, closed a business. Man, it's, it's you know I try to be positive, but it's depressing. It it's just like
1: horrifying. Yeah right it it is. so real real brief, briefly briefly the, the 2013 for us here yeah. in the US under the obama administration there was this thing called sequestration so cutting back on government funds for travel and training well mm-hmm. i had all my eggs in one basket for the training side of the house it was all government contracts and my yeah. calendar was fat and happy fat and happy and i couldn't wait for 13 to start because i was going to cruise right. you know, cruise and then sequestration hit. February 2013, light switch went out. No work. Six months. <laughs> oh. Six months. It was all gone. Yeah. It was all gone. It, you know, in that six months, I had to um, come up with backup plans. While my credit card, I was racking up massive debt, you know, massive debt. Um, but I was able to figure it out and come out of the other side. And then it ended up being better Where I'm, no, I'm not doing any government contracts anymore unless it's a real sure thing right and um
0: you say like you were able to figure it out i mean did you have that holy shit moment pacing around the house with a beer in your hand going oh yeah fuck fuck this, fuck everything you know yeah
1: i was i was in despair like that for months i mean months of despair going god dang man what in the hell and you know every day trying to figure out what my next um uh movement should be you know, yeah. should I make a subtle movement? Should I make a bold movement? And it's happened to me a few times. I mean, look at COVID. COVID, when we got locked down here, I wrote almost five dozen three hundred fifty dollar checks refunds for right. classes that True. people couldn't attend. Yeah, and I refunded every freaking buddy. Thankfully, though, you know, you learn when you when we air, we learn from the past, prepare for the future, perform in the present. So I learned in two thousand thirteen. You can't have all your eggs in one basket. You got to have residual funds. You have to be prepared. You know, you have to have things backstop because don't get caught with your pants down again. Yeah. Because if you do, shame on you. You know, don't get caught behind the power curve again. Have those alternate means of revenue coming in and and a backstop plan and residual funds because when COVID hit, I tell you, this this has been my best year ever, 2020. That's amazing. Well- so I wrote all those checks, about five dozen, three hundred fifty dollar checks to refund people, but yeah. I had that money. They paid me that last year, and up until a couple of years ago, I've been robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right, but but I learned all right. Just save this money because it's not mine until action is delivered. Until right. I deliver this action. So not only was I able to refund everybody, but I was also able um, to have enough money in the bank to pay the bills for the next several months. Right. And that so was so, okay. such a comfort. And then I generated two new businesses during during COVID. So I, I was able to rebound during it. Like, and what man. are the
0: two new businesses?
1: Well, I'm doing the, um, you know, my resistance bands. Yes. So that's massive. That's huge. Those are, that's a huge, oh, I mean, yeah. for
0: people training at home right, right now, right. Just trying I can't, to, I can't, I can't yeah, if you stock. have product, I'm sure you can't stock product now. You're, you're nope, having a hard I time.
1: Cannot. Nope. Yeah. I can't. So I get one shipment a month of yeah. those. And they'll, they'll sell out in an hour that shipment when I put them on my store. And then the other business, I run a, um, online, uh, Patreon coaching squad and, uh, I run it with, uh, my buddy CJ. We do this podcast together, university of badassery. And, um, it's that thing has exploded too. And that's, it's, it's a great feeling of fulfillment because we're helping out so many people and it's, it's, I, I don't know if there's a, a better feeling that you could get from making a person, a better person, you know, making yeah. people, better people. It's such a good feeling. And I've been doing it for a long time, just on the interwebs, you know, trying to put out good information, trying to put sure. out positive messaging, uh, putting out workout stuff, the gun stuff, the uh, Sunday Sentinel sermons, you know, those uh, public safety announcements. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's because it's a very good feeling of fulfillment,
0: I think you, you touched on something about not putting all your eggs in one basket Mm -hmm. and how you learned your lesson. I I do see a lot of trainers and all of the, all of the things that pop up, like now everyone is like getting online, get online, get online, teach all your things online. But uh, I think there's a good red flag in there as well, because Mm -hmm. all of these people are like, oh, I pivoted. I'm online now. I'm doing all my classes online or all my, uh, you know, PT training online. That's going to be the same problem Mm-hmm. in a different way that people are experiencing, you know, when gyms were closed, if mm-hmm. if everything you're doing now is just being run off your online platform, and you're just doing online PTs and online, you, you could have a problem if that dries up you, you, oh, yeah. again, you know, it's, yeah. it's the same thing you, you they they're like, Oh, uh, you know, I learned I'm not just doing the gym, I switched mm-hmm. everything to online. It's like, well, okay, so you, you switched everything from one place to another place. That's, right. that's not going to be a great idea. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Because what if this whole interweb goes away, you know, (laughs)
0: you know, well, what if all of a sudden, like, you know, there's a lot of people that pivoted their clients to online and they're, you know, they're like, Oh, I didn't lose any personal training business. It's great. And in fact, Mm -hmm. I don't have the overhead. It's like, Oh, that's amazing. But you also, I think, have to think that a lot of people go to a gym because it's close. It's easy. It's convenient. Not because the trainer is necessarily good. And then they're like, Oh, I like the trainer. I go this trainer that you like all of a sudden pivots to online and you know, all the gyms are closed. You're like, yeah, cool. We'll continue online. A few months down the road, you're, you know, that person is like, wow, this lockdown's not ending for a while. Uh, I'm Mm going to have to train online, they may lose the motivation to train online, Mm -hmm. or they start thinking, hey, I keep seeing all these ads for like, man, for 10 bucks a month, I can train with this guy from LA, or I can train with this person from there. I'm no longer just training with, you know, that trainer, because they were near my house. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, people are going to find like it's not that easy to pivot long term and just have everything online like yeah. you say, it makes sense to spread it around yeah. be a little
1: creative and it's so it's a it's a great um you know f- feeling of comfort you know when you when you've got those when, when all your eggs are not in one basket when you've got s- several sources of, of revenue uh because you never know when one can dry up, man. You yeah, never no, it, know. And I've learned it many times.
0: Yeah, no, it's <laughs> a great lesson. And, and like I said, mm-hmm. I learned stuff watching your taps video, your gun video that I think mm-hmm. trainers, uh, yep. you know, need to hear. And mm-hmm. you, you actually right when you first started talking, you mentioned one of the concepts that you yep. talk about in taps that um, I'd like you to talk about. It's Absolutely. the idea of performance based versus mm-hmm. outcome based because right. I, I think that applies to everything. It does. It, it's not just a gun thing.
1: Yeah, my, 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 I like to say that my training methodology works uh, full training spectrum, regardless of whether you're playing an instrument, driving a car, cooking a meal, shooting a gun, w- working out. It's full training spectrum. Um, and it's not something that like I invented. This is sports mm-hmm. psychology stuff. Right. But I kind of have my own spin on it and um, my own delivery because delivery is very important because when you're training somebody, it's very important to know what to say, but it's equally as important to know what not to say and that we have to, we have to address our verbiage differently from person to person to person because it's not one size fits all. Um, So most of us like in the gun world, military law enforcement, what, what they've gotten used to is this kind of, they're stuck in a world of institutional inbreeding.
0: Oh, that, by the way, is one of my favorite things yeah. that I've heard uh, you uh, say. Yeah. I, I it's, uh, As soon as I heard you say that, I stopped what I was watching. I was running around the house. I, was, uh, I ran up to my girlfriend. I was like, oh, this is the greatest uh, yep. line. Because, man, uh, anybody who's been teaching for, you know, any length of time has mm. ran into that. And that perfectly captures Yep the bullshit stupidity that people repeat over and over again with yep. no thought, right. like no thought. It's like, yeah. well, why would you say that? And then people go, but that's what my teacher said. And it's right.
1: like, but and his teacher you, before him.
0: Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but, but have you thought about whether that even fucking makes any sense? Right. You know? Right. Well, yeah. no, but that's what, yeah, I know. I get, that's what mm-hmm. you were taught, but you, you should have been taught to think.
1: Mm-hmm you know yeah in the gun world and in the fitness world there's a lot of that i mean look at the fitness world how we haven't you know up until shit even now even now bro if you go to a la fitness or some crap like that you're gonna walk through a a myriad of bench presses and see see guys doing bodybuilder stuff who are not bodybuilders bro Mm -hmm. leave that for the bodybuilders Mm -hmm. but that's once again institutional inbreeding you know this guy's dad did it and his dad did it and they all did bench press and and and, uh hammer curls so i'm gonna do the same thing we're just guys um,
0: going and you know women too just just people they take the time to do a thing but they mm -hmm. won't take the time to learn why or how to do the thing which you know to me is 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 the worst thing in the world like i always tell people when it comes to right and wrong in fitness i have two very simple things that is the litmus test one Mm -hmm. is it safe Right. Don't do shit that will hurt you. The whole yes. point of this is that you're going to make yourself better mm-hmm. and you're going to live better as a result of it. So, yes. so, I don't want to hurt you and I don't want to hurt myself. So, right. don't do shit that hurts you. Right. And two, does it move you in the direction you want to go? Perfect. So, don't waste time. If, yep. if it meets those two requirements, I don't care what exercise you're doing mm-hmm. because, look, if you're a bodybuilder and you're doing preacher curls and you're doing hammer curl great. Good on you, man. That's You do do it safe and uh, it moves you in the direction you want to go. That's awesome. You know, the same can be said, even for the same exercise. I have women that are on gymnastics rings in my gym. Maybe they got hypermobile elbows. I'll give them bicep curls to help them stabilize. So again, it's okay, the the exercise, but it's like, I don't want to see you waste time. And I don't Mm want to see you do things that will get you hurt. That's, you know, as a teacher, man, that, that hurts. That Mm -hmm. hurts me to watch that. It's like, that's why we're here. So People need to not just repeat the junk, mm-hmm. like you said, from all these different institutions that's repeated. They need to think about. It. So when it comes to performance-based and outcome-based, yep. what's the different difference so between the two? It, and it, how does it in, apply?
1: Across so the in world? the, like, LE and military world, they've been stuck in this rut of complacent adaptation, right? A copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And they've been um, basically performing or living in a world of outcome-based training, which I like to define outcome-based training as execution with consideration of the consequence. Will I su- succeed or will I fail? Mm-hmm. It's how many, how much, how fast. It's basically adhering to some bullshit arbitrary standard that some dude wrote down and put in a book. And when we're living in that world, we're, oh, that's what we're doing is, is we're, um, we're trying to adhere to a standard that somebody else wrote. That, right. And that standard, so there's no room for growth there. All we're g- gonna do is try to meet that standard, and we're gonna so, be
0: depressed whenever we don't meet it. We're right, like right. every training session, mm-hmm. I suck. I suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet the standard. I'm it's horrible like at this. I should. A quit. real,
1: per- a perfect example. I used to do my, um, training, my combat strength training out of a CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. and they would have on their board, you know, today's workout, and sure. this is the, um, what's it called, the uh, the RX, the uh, prescribed or. I don't know the terms. The yeah, yeah. It's like the RX wait anyway, for the day. Right. You're supposed to yep, use 24 yep. So, so guys, or, are, guys are looking at that, yeah. and they're saying, well, I got to capitulate. The whiteboard says I have to do this, so I'm going to yep. work out <laughs> for these whatever six minutes yeah. of, of, of 300 reps, and, um, and then I'm going to be incapacitated afterwards yeah. because I did way too many reps, and I just replicated the same thing yesterday. Performance-based, on the other hand, so – Outcome-based execution with consideration of the consequence. Will I succeed or will I fail? How many? How much are fast? Performance-based training recognizes that we all perform differently. And performance can be measured by doing what we can with what we have. We all perform differently. It asks how well. Where is my personal home and how can I make incremental improvements to the structure of my home? And we want to make those incremental improvements, slow, slow incline, because I, like you, I have the same um, motive or reasoning or uh, behind exercise, right? Yours is, is it, is it, is it good for you? You know, is it good for, um, is it gonna hurt you or is it good for you? Yeah. And is it going to, what, what's your second one? Is it going is it to gonna
0: move you in the direction towards it? in goal? the direction you wanna go. Yeah.
1: Perfect. So mine is four reasons why we work out. Number one, self preservation, longevity. So the same thing as yours. Yeah. And then my two and three are similar to yours. The second reason, the ability to save our own life. Three, the ability to save somebody else's life. And number four, the ability to kick somebody's fucking ass. So if you think about it that way, you know, now you have, it's like, oh my God, now you have incentive. Yes. I want to work out because I want self-preservation longevity, stronger, longer motion is lotion, you know, and that should be, that should be on the forefront, right? That should be priority. Number one. So, I mean, because it's not, it's, it's, especially if you're a family man, it's selfish just to just to get stuck in a rut, sit on a couch, eat a bunch of fucking chips, play video games, get fat and out of shape. It's yeah. selfish for your family, for your kids and all that stuff because you're not considering self-preservation longevity. These people need you and the, yeah. the world needs you, especially if you're contributing something to the world. Um, so that, n- number one, should, should motivate you. You know, unfortunately, too many of us are um, focused on uh, cosmetics. You know, yeah. how, how will it... Are my abs gonna be chiseled? Am I gonna have peaks on biceps and my butt is my butt gonna look tight in my jeans? That's fine, but but that cannot be focused. That's is a byproduct.
0: Yeah, it's a nice a bu- accidental happy uh, it's perfect. thing that happened. Yes, it's like I train right, so I happen to look
1: good. Right, right. Do yeah. I want it? Hell yeah, I want I'm a freaking dude. I yeah. want to look good. Plus, yeah. I want my wife to see me naked and go, Yeah, I want to hit that tonight. <laughs> I, I, yeah I, you know, I want to look good but it's not my focus you know yep. the focus is is are those four things that I talked about and um and I have got a pretty cool scheme of maneuver how to you know get guys because a lot a lot of us get stuck in a rut right we get stuck in in a world of um, routine and routine is the playground of a dull mind yeah. if you're in because a, a lot of guys will tell me and I, I would have this conversation with my my dad my dad's Uh, getting older he's 85 and um he doesn't understand because he's slipping into periods of dementia Mm. and he he goes to the why, and he says yeah i I have my routine i said but do these things too you have to mix it up because you have to challenge your brain you know strong body strong mind so you have to mix things up because i'm fine with my routine and i you know routine is the fucking playground of a dull mind man and if you're in a routine you're not making you're not really seeing progress and you're definitely not recognizing voids
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You have to mix things up. It's absolutely necessary, especially for that longevity, you know, for down the road.
0: I I love that you just said you're not recognizing voids. Right. Because one of the things that uh, we teach at at the different um, seminars that we give for fitness is I always tell people at the beginning, let's say we're we're teaching, let's say kettlebells or clubs or whatever. Mm -hmm. I tell them, I don't care what the tool is. When you come to learn a new tool, you have to ask yourself, what void in my training is this going to fill Mm. if it's not going to fill a void and it's basically accomplishing the same thing the other things that you do well does it accomplish it better maybe it's better to switch over to this thing and and it's worth taking the time to learn the skill to to use it but Mm. if, if the answer is no it doesn't you know do anything any better and it's going to take you a massive amount of time and it's not filling a void. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe it's cool, but maybe it's not for you. Maybe you don't need it. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know? And it, and so in that way, maybe I don't waste time with certain things with certain tools. I might find them interesting, but it's like, well, no, it doesn't really fill a void in my training. I'm not going to include it. Uh, Or maybe there are these huge voids that are not because of a tool, but more, you know, you're a strong guy or girl. So you'd like to hit the gym and train strength because it reinforces your feeling that you're strong. Right. right. But mm-hmm. of course your mobility is going to shit and you yep. know, your flexibility sucks and all these mm-hmm. other things suck. And those are the big voids. And the bigger that gap between your strengths and your weaknesses, the weaker you're actually becoming, even Absolutely. though you're training strength all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yep. So I think that's really like, an, it's an important message that you, that you hit on there that, you know, in order to make that progress, you have to recognize your voids, right? You
1: know, and, and, and see, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. And a lot of us, you know, we're, because they're stuck in that rut, they're just getting worse, like you said. Now, there's, there's, recognizing voids requires a couple things. Number one, it requires imagination. Number two, mm-hmm. it requires discipline. Because especially we guys are very good at practicing what we are good at. Yes. You no. Know, so you have we the guys going in and, and, you know, the guys who deadlift, yeah. man, they're going to they're gonna deadlift three times a week. You know, yeah. they're going to – that's what they're going to do because they do reps with, you know, 400 pounds. Yeah. And they're, that's what they do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but cool, you're good at deadlifts, but, man, how's your transverse playing in motion, bro? How's power in transverse? Mm-hmm. How's your balance? What can you do off-center loaded standing on one foot? You know, so recognizing voids requires, once again, imagination, creativity, and discipline because it's not – because it sucks. Yeah. A lot of times it sucks. And I'll – so I don't even go to a gym anymore. I'm doing everything in my driveway. I will probably never go to a gym again in my life. Yeah. I have figured out how to do this through COVID, and I've got a really cool system. I'm a minimalist, and it is working. And I feel fitter now than when I was go- yeah, even going to a gym. There's a couple things I miss, but eh, I can make do. Um, but it's so important when we do recognize voids like, oh, damn, you know, like I have a, a table, for instance. It's a, there's a balance table. So you stand on it and it wobbles all over the place. Yeah. So I might stand on one foot, bend over, grab a 40-pound dumbbell and see if I could do a row, you know, a single arm row with that thing super super slow and what I find out is this is impossible right now mm-hmm. my brain does not my kinesthetic awareness proprioception all that shit it's not figuring it out but yeah. I what I say is just give the brain permission the brain will figure it out let's put the analytical mind aside and allow okay. the body to work and it's going to figure it out if we give it permission it might take a while but when you do number one number one it keeps the workout interesting too because we want to be interested you know we don't want it to be mundane and number two once you figure this movement out now you got this great sense of accomplishment and you've recognized that void and you've overcome that void am i going to use this real world application probably not (laughs) but i mean i know my balance is better my strength in that in that plane of motion is better um my that kinesthetic awareness all that stuff is better so um i'm i've I like to think that I specialize in recognizing my own voids, voids because I am my own human experiment. Right. It comes to work. And I, and I share that, I share it with with everybody out there on the interwebs man i post this stuff all the freaking time you're, you're
0: always posting uh, kick-ass workouts which is really <laughs> cool because it, it's great to see you know see your different types of training and you you just touched on before the the transverse plane mm-hmm. and uh, i know that you've you've mentioned before that it's one of the most ignored uh, i but, definitely i 100 agree with you 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 had a great uh, line mm-hmm. where you said uh, in the transverse plane lives life-saving and ass kicking bingo yeah, absolutely.
1: So 100%. If that yeah. doesn't
0: motivate uh, everyone listening to uh, start working in the transverse plane, I don't know what the hell will.
1: I mean, most of us, when you look at a typical guy working out, yeah. m- most, m- m- most people, it's all sagittal. So they're stuck in a sagittalistic environment, you know, yeah. which is a cool made up word. you know, So it's a sagittalistic world.
0: It makes us sound like we're smart. Yeah. Yeah, right I like, it. you know, I love when trainers do that when, they, when yeah. they're like I sometimes I'll overhear them saying stuff yeah. and I'm looking at their client's face. I'm not even looking at the trainer anymore and yeah. the client, you know the client is starting to think I should get fucking ice cream after this. Right. Or you know, <laughs> I got, I wonder I wonder if that girl texted me back or you yeah. know just like it's like I don't really think that you need to prove to them that you read a book right now right. I think yeah, You yeah, need yeah. to motivate yep. them to understand why you're doing a twisting exercise, but you know, mm-hmm. different strokes for different folks, I guess. Right.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. So, you know, and when I give like a, um, a brief whiteboard session on comp my combat strength training, mm-hmm. I will explain that. I so, say, you know, here's the planes of motion, right. But most people live in this sagittal world, you know, where it's all this way, yeah. you know, everything's that way. Um, and I'll say, transverse is this right here. Like I'll say it could be lifting a grocery bag from your vehicle. It could be picking up your baby out of her car seat. That's transverse plane. It could be um, pulling somebody out of a burning car, you know, all of that stuff. It's everything real world application.
0: Yeah.
1: And and then I continue to say, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid on this. But I think in my opinion, transverse plane is the most important plane of motion to work. But when we exercise, which plane of motion is most neglected? And they all go, yup, transverse "Yep, transverse plane is most neglected. I'm like, yeah, man, we gotta hit that. We have to, you know, it's uh, for you know, life-saving and ass-kicking.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think it's so important. And again, it comes back to that void. It's come back to being aware, recognizing, mm-hmm. you know, where you're working, look, look, you know, people listening, look at the last few workouts you did, especially mm-hmm. if you had them written down. Go back and look at them and ask yourself, Did I train in all three planes or Mm -hmm. am I living in one or two and am I living in one or two because those are the ones I'm really good at and I don't like feeling uncoordinated and sloppy and like a beginner, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a big problem. People have to give themselves permission to screw up. That's why, you know, like you were saying before, when it comes to that kind of performance based thing, people just don't give themselves that permission and they don't recognize the the tiny little incremental improvements that they're making. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's what it's all about. You, you know it's not whether it's not pass or fail it's like did you go mm-hmm. did you train did you practice yep like, yeah right good you, you know give yourself a permission to go in there to look goofy um right. no, one's really, no one cares no one's paying attention to you anyways if you're in a gym believe me people are always like well i don't want to try that it's like maybe i'll do it later yeah well, when no one's looking trust me no one's looking they're all too self-absorbed to care what you're doing that's right they're yep. taking photos for the gram with their Insta, instagram lordosis right. with their ass sticking out yep. uh, they're not watching you you know
1: yep so right because i used to go to um whenever i traveled uh for training jobs at the end of the day i I'd, I'd find a gym and i'd pay a visitor fee yeah and it was usually like a you know like a la fitness or something like that sure and um i would walk in in my in my clothes and that's how i'd work out so number one everybody's like dude you're not in uniform who's this freak yeah Yeah, isn't there like a certain uniform you should be in i don't i don't need i don't need a uniform i function well in this stuff right here i could i could move plus it's they're already freaking dirty yeah (laughs) you know they're already sweaty i mean i just got off the range so and then i would do some pretty oddball shit and like you know initially dudes are looking at me like what in the hell is he doing but after a while they could give a shit you know yeah. Like, yeah. I, and I don't care. That's for damn sure. Cause I knew I'm doing the right stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so. okay. I mean, when, when you, whenever people do stuff, that's not part of the norm, everyone's got something to say. Like mm-hmm. uh, one of the jokes that I make when I'm, when I'm giving seminars, I, I tell everybody, I go, look, imagine this is the population of the world and I'll hold my hands out. And then I'll say, okay, everyone stop me. When we get to the amount of people that train Uh, I don't know, two times a week or more, right? And then I'll I'll get real close. And I'm not talking about for a month. I'm talking consistently. I'll get real close to like this, you know? And I go, okay. Now, in this really small group of people, when they're not working out, do you know what their favorite pastime is? they like to get on the internet and tell everybody else that they're doing it wrong. Right. Like, what, right. A, right. what a group of assholes, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you're already in the minority and now you're sitting there picking on the rest of the minority, telling them they're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah. I love, um, I, I, I've, I've, um, I've grown to even enjoy the douchebaggery, you know, the oh. comments, I've grown to enjoy it. That's amazing. I, 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 am I, I hope it- I get there. Yeah, my give a shitter is broken when it comes to that because the other yeah. thing about that because I put out just uh, good, clean information that yeah, so others can replicate it. Because one of the problem people ha- and because I try to mitigate as many excuses as I can. So one of the big excuses is um, I can't come up with ideas. So I still, say, well, follow my programming, you know, my CST, and then I will um, 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 supplement mm-hmm. that. Combat strength training program with all these free snippets on Instagram. Right. So I'll say today is speed and quickness day. You know, today is power day. And right. then you see the movements and you go, oh, perfect. I wish I would have thought of that. So I have, you know, it's very objective, you know, my reason for being on there. But um, what I've realized is when I get douchebaggery comments, yeah. I just let the interweb beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've got a really, really strong fan base. Right, so they'll and, just jump on these fools. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll just put them to shame. Yeah. They'll just put them to shame. You know, if it's a real douchebag, I do come. There's one comment that, I'm, that I love. So if it's a total freaking dick, like, bro, this train sucks. It doesn't do anything. You should be deadlifting. I always say thanks with an exclamation point. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) thanks yeah Yeah, thanks thank you yeah
0: mine i was waiting all morning for you to show up thank god you did yeah right right right. oh man that was close (laughs) i was just about to go on continuing living my life and having all the success that i'm i've been having um Mm. but thankfully you showed up and and i can just totally turn this train (laughs) around
1: yeah you know? <laughs> so. wow
0: yeah i uh yeah, yeah. I've, I've got the i don't give a fuck part I, I think i've had that since i was a little kid so i'm yeah. I'm good with that uh otherwise i would never have found the things that i found and teach what i teach but uh mm-hmm. yeah i still find uh <laughs> some of the douchebags annoying so I yeah need to, i need to be more zen the, yeah. man we talked about tony blauer tony blauer just spends i think his days talking to idiots online he yes. loves it
1: yes like, he yeah
0: I asked him, I'm like, why are you answering this asshole? Know, like, it's a beautiful day in California. I'm sitting at his house and he's sitting there having a, an internet argument with a moron, you know? Yeah. And nah, he's know. like, he goes, no, nah, man, like maybe somebody reading this exchange with this idiot, it'll help them. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a better man than I am. Because I just can't spend my day yelling at idiots in the hopes that I'm going to help, you know, he,
1: someone he's reading. A, Tony's a, um, a mental ninja too, you know, he's he's got a great gift of... uh of the talkie talkie great gift yeah. of oratory, and um, you know, when it comes to his uh, subject, I mean, he is the SME, he is the subject matter expert, yes. And um, because I've backed him up, uh, on I've read forums and people. Have would tag me yeah uh, i know t max trains with blauer and he says it's good because the you know somebody was calling him an idiot you know yeah, because yeah. they do bjj it's yeah. like bro stay in your lane man it's yeah. a completely different world yeah fine yeah. fine <laughs> what, what's the best what's the snippet. best fighting style what's the best fighting style the one that you're best at man yeah. just stay in your lane and yeah. and here's a and have a big old glass of shut the fuck up while you're at <laughs> yeah. i get it man yeah, but, but really, really, because, you know, a real fighter, like, like um, I, have, um, I, I, um, I have several MMA world champions that follow me, which is cool, man. It's mm-hmm. so freaking neat. Um, several of them. And, um, you know, they always like, give, dude, I know I'm not the best boxer and knee striker and kicker, mm-hmm. but it's part of my workout. And, and they'll be the last ones to critique those pros. Yeah. You know, it's the dude. This right here yeah, who works okay. out that many times, that he's that guy who works out twice a week, yeah and uh, and posts uh, oh, that no, he's they, a always uh, without fail man.
0: Oh man, I, I, I was, I got off a plane to give a seminar in Hong Kong and I was just like, you know, kicking a bag, you know, just, just trying to get loose, trying to warm up, trying to get like, you know, over the jet lag and everything yep. posted a video and right, right away I get a DM from a guy, you know, you got to hold your hand up right. you. I'm like, yeah, yep. oh, thanks. I hadn't fucking thought of that, right. in yeah. the, you know, 40 years that I've been doing martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Normally everything I do is perfect. Right. Um, Everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, you should watch me even make coffee. It's it's like art. But uh, (laughs) I guess I slipped up in the 10 seconds that video and thankfully you saw it and were able to tell me um, to hold my hand up because. Yep.
1: I just once again, I just tell those guys thanks. Yeah, that's all yeah. I'm gonna. Do. And, but in, because exclamation you know, point. Right, can the exclamation because, point be the hand right. like this? That's, that's that, kind of what I'm. That's that's kind yeah. of how I'm how I'm picturing it in my in my in my, in, wife's, mind, yeah. in my wife's words, um silence is my favorite way of telling somebody fuck you yeah. so like that thanks is my favorite way it's so, yeah. such a polite way it is of saying hey fuck you bro yeah. <laughs> it's such yeah. a polite way it is a. it is a and then most people way. get it they crack up like the fans will crack up oh thanks best comment ever ah, yeah. you know though they'll, they'll s- since we're talking about the social media
0: stuff and i know like a lot of trainers they really struggle with this because mm-hmm. on the one hand a lot of trainers they love training they love teaching they hate this shit. Okay. They, they, they I know mean, I always tell them like, it's, it's part of what we talk to with trainers and like, it's your platform. It's a, it's a way to reach people, it's to let them know what you're doing. Um, be of service after all, you know, teacher, any kind of teacher, that's what we are. We're here to be of service. This is a service thing. Even the reason I brought you on the show is because I, I believe you have important things for people to hear. Um, so if we can be helpful for anyone, we're being of service. That's, that's a good reason for us to sit down and talk. Correct. So, you know, with the social media stuff, I mean, you have almost like half a million followers, you, you blew up on it. Yep. Um, was it your wife that kind of encouraged you in, you know, to get into that and to kind of, you know, do it? And did you go in with a particular mindset? Like, okay, I'm just going to be myself. And we'll see what happens. Or, yep. you know, how, how yeah, did it work for you? How do you approach it? And when did it really start blowing up?
1: See, yeah, I have a hard time faking it, you know, um, good.
0: Yeah, I hate that you know yeah, that fake it till you make it no right. don't fake it till you make it nice. don't so, so, do so that shit yeah.
1: so I started uh, in I think 2012 I started a, a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and instantly it was getting recognition you know in the shooting community so I kept it all shooting stuff right. and I kept it real interesting real fun and I had this niche you know of uh, it was very um, uh, Les stroud you know remember survivor man yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, yeah, yeah. He, but he would do his, all his own filming and everything. So I I, yeah. I did it in his style where you look into the camera, you know, you're setting it up. And, and I'd say, all right, well, today we're going to do this, this running and gunning. And we're going to uh, balance a 50 pound kettlebell while we shoot strong hand and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll say, let's see how it tries. I should, probably should have practiced this first. You know, <laughs> it was always the same shit that I said, but it was funny. Yeah. And then I'd shoot it, beginning, And I'd say, oh, well, it was interesting. Here's the time. Get you some of that rock and roll, you know, and, and people just love that stuff. And, and then w- there was this little kid fan base, too, you know, because I, 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 and then I realized the importance of keeping shit clean, mm. you know, not freaking cussing in, in, your, um, in your videos and keeping, right. keeping content real clean, um, because if, if not, you're limiting your, your demographic. Sure. Because I didn't know I had uh, seven-year-olds seven and 70-year-olds. You know, right. watching this stuff, these feeds. So the, the YouTube started blowing up and, you know, instantly seeing, oh, I have 5,000 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers, 15,000 subscribers. I was like, damn, man, this is going somewhere. Right When I, when I met my wife, um, she said, hey, you should, you should get on. Um, oh, back up one step. Right before I met my wife, I got a Facebook account. I didn't want one. Right. But somebody was posing as me. And in order to report him, I had to get, I had to build an account. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea, but I was like, Facebook, shit, how do I report this stuff? And, but I figured it out. Right. Um, when I met my wife, she said, Hey, you should get on, uh, Instagram. She's showing me and I'm like, Oh, really cool. I love this. This is good. I said, you get to pick who you follow Mm -hmm. and you get to pick your content. And, and at the time it was only like 30 second videos in 2013. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I said, Oh man, this is really neat. So um I built an account and I just did straight up um stills you know um and some of them would be they'd be motivational right. you know encouraging and and I saw that that resonated with people and then you look at the amount uh, of um like likes it gets like this one fell flat on its nose so people don't want to see this they came to my page Mm -hmm. to see this content so let me do more of this and let's see if you know if that dog has got hunt yes it does so let's continue this theme you know so for me initially it was um it was all man shit you know it was guns drinking beer cars heavy metal you know that kind of shit uh but um I really started figuring out once it got, it got bigger because you know once you get to like fifty thousand, it's like ooh that's a that's a real freaking number yeah you know, that's that's massive, and then hundred thousand you're like all right I got to clean this there's too many people watching I got to make sure that you know, now I have a you have a responsibility right you, know, you have an obligation because you have to feel very honored to have that many people unless you're a freaking hot chick wearing a bikini showing your ass I mean yeah. Who and they got a couple million, but you know, for a guy in like the well, they got a couple shooting.
0: million guys that haven't figured out the internet's full of porn, right? Right, right, right,
1: I mean, right. right, right
0: yeah. I don't know what those guys are doing know, following yeah. a girl who keeps <laughs> right. doing the same pose with her right, ass, same side pose, of the top, you yeah. know, uh, same
1: pose and duck lips,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, that the rest of the internet has much better stuff than what right. you're looking at here <laughs> on Instagram, so yeah, but when they're coming to you and you're getting those kind of numbers, yeah, especially then- in like, there's something about your content that mm-hmm. speaks to them
1: that's yep. worth the visit daily. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and then you align yourself with the right people on there too. Like I've, I've never followed more than, I don't think 150 people, you know, it, and it varies Sometimes I'll trim the fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of want to align yourself with, with these, with these people because you meet a lot of good people. Who are like minded, who are in the training industry, who are in yeah. the teaching industry, psychology, um, like the same books, who um shoot the same guns, who who are are who work out, but their thing is cross-country skiing, but they are they're seeing parallels to what you're doing. Sure. Um so there's a there's a massive opportunity for learning on that stuff. And and I look at it look at it as a learning experience and meeting good good people i've met the best people on there for instance you know uh uh cj the metal motivator he started commenting on my stuff uh when i was doing like burnouts and super sport camaros and cranking on soul flies like somebody it's good to be see somebody motivated by metal and i looked up this dude and he was the metal motivator you know this is moniker i was like this is so cool he puts out these uh, little um messages daily um but uh so we started you know this podcast together based on an internet presence and internet meeting Mm -hmm. how we met on the interwebs but uh yeah but once i started putting out the content people wanted to see and no fluff no advertisements that's what your story's for yeah put all your ads in your story but good freaking content so then i stuck with sunday sentinel sermon uh working out gun stuff and then what happened this year beginning of this year was basic dude stuff yeah those videos are awesome that that exploded so i'm so i'm theme based you know what i mean yeah so everything's theme based so people look forward to sundays for sunday sentinel sermon they look forward to basic dude stuff wednesday yeah and those are a riot because they're they're um that's something i would want to watch you know yeah so i i yeah i have to look at it from a consumer's point of view Sure. Would you, because right now on this thing, we have the attention span less than that of a goldfish. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. A goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds. We have eight second attention span. <laughs> so unless it's captivating right up front, there's so many guys, I watch their content and I go, <clears throat> and I think I need to talk to this guy because I like him a lot. Yeah. But he'll be looking at the camera for, before he starts talking one yeah. and a half seconds. That's long enough for me to go whoop, yeah. gone. Oh, you
0: see, you see trainers make videos and it's, they didn't even bother to trim the first two seconds of the right. video. It's them nope. walking back R- to from the camera frame. Nope. And it's like, listen, you're if gone. you If you don't care enough about what you present to mm-hmm. edit it and, and take the five seconds it would take to edit that, yep. then
1: why should anybody take time to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, it's, you're, it's sloppy. You're sloppy. Yep. You are. Yep. I, I'm, I'm swiping. Cause yep. I'm, I'm guilty. Yep. Let's when I'm on this thing, Less than a goldfish. (laughs) Yeah, no, me too.
0: That's why, like, when when you said, like, you know, your basic dude stuff, what I love about all those videos is – Look, it's obvious that, okay, you're putting it together. It's, it's meant to be funny. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's this, it's that, like you said, you know, you have an audience that wants to see these kind of things, but also it's very much part of you. It is still very genuine, right? right? It's yeah, it's it's hundred percent me. I'm not
1: faking it. (laughs) No,
0: it's, it's as genuine you as it is when you're shooting and, you know, you're giving instructions uh, for that, or when you're grabbing a cinder block and, you know, Mm -hmm. doing figure eights between the legs and, you know, and doing all these, uh, you know, your training, um, and i think if there's a lesson from all this stuff that we're talking about with social media and especially from somebody who, you know, has such a big presence on it, you got that presence from being real, mm-hmm. showing everybody what it is you do every day. Yep. And people can see the mileage and they can hear the mileage in what you're right. doing. And that's one thing that you know, Instagram or InstaSham, you people fake all kinds of crap on there. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable, you know. Um <laughs> my daughter showed everybody my personal Instagram account and her friends were like, how does your father fake the one-arm handstand videos? You know? <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm 47 and I don't think any of the uh, other kids' parents at school can do one-arm handstands and right. kip ups and shit like that. So, yep. uh, you know, she was like, he's not faking. That's what he does. He does, you know, and just like you can't fake the mileage. You either a 47 year old that can move like that, or you can't, it's the same thing with You, 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 you can't fake any of those things that you're doing right. that's obviously you and that resonates mm-hmm. and I think and if people would approach their social media that way it would be less of a wasteland mm-hmm. and more of an opportunity like you've just said I mean look Tony just real quick sent me your uh, Instagram and he was like man check this dude out and I'm like holy shit this is great <laughs> I may have come across you right you know by chance mm-hmm. maybe it would have caught my eye but yep. in that big sea of stuff right you know all it took was one buddy to say, man, you got to take a look and, and look at that. It, it, it's done so mu- so many things. So mm-hmm. I think it, it is a great opportunity for people if they don't
1: piss it away. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. And use it and, and be responsible with it, you know, with the, with, especially if, if you have a presence, yeah. you know, I like, to say, like it, you, when you go over like a 5,000, you know, people yeah. uh, you, that's a presence and, you've got to respect that and use it well because so many people are seeing that that's a lot of people yeah. you know and so you have a responsibility to make sure that you have to respect them they're watching you for a reason yeah you know i i know it's 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 a corny freaking world this whole social media thing it's it's corny it's yeah. corny and and i feel almost a little bit of like a tool to be a part of it mm-hmm. but it's also necessary yeah yeah it's 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 necessary it's necessary for information shareware and for monetary gain and for you know if you want to sell a widget you've got a presence you could sell a widget a lot faster if you've yeah. got that well that's but, it you know, I mean, it
0: helps it it helps get the word out about what you're doing about yeah. the value of your teaching mm-hmm. about you know everything um without it you know, you're just a guy standing out in the field yelling, hey, look at me, look at me and and, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody may hear you, right? And uh, it's important because you have a lot of things that, you know, I think are are really important for people even outside like the tactical community that are they'll obviously be interested in it. But, you know, even for the average trainer or the average person working out at home, one of the things I loved that you said, is you've said if you could uh, clone yourself, Mm. you know, today, you know, uh, could you kick your own ass?
1: Uh, tomorrow right. right yeah if you clone, if you cloned, if you cloned yourself your clone today ass can ass you kick your clone's ass, ass, ass tomorrow yeah yep
0: and yep. i think that's great because again that kind of speaks to that idea of incremental
1: right um, progress mm-hmm. right incremental and, and recognizing voids yeah and because you your know, clone's like, not going to do that maybe you know maybe he won't <laughs> yeah exactly like <laughs> I, I have some people that
0: are you know they're training uh kickboxing with me and uh you know um one of them, she was, you know, weighed herself, and and she was kind of down a bit on the fact that, you know, the weight wasn't coming off as fast as uh, she wants. But if you look at the way she's moving now, it's unbelievable. Like she is just moving great, and her endurance is, is is so much better. And you know, a class that would have dropped her before, she's getting through and walking out, and going bye, have a good night. You know, right. and I'm yeah. like, bye, have a good night. Oh, she was
1: good- she was bummed out that she wasn't losing weight. Yeah. She's just yeah, but you know, the, bummed out but about the number. It's know? a false narrative. It doesn't, it doesn't add up because you're gaining muscle. Cause I do that. You know, yeah. I've done a lot of gratis work with people in my community and I look at them. They're a nice person. They contribute to the community, but they're obese yeah. and they have little kids. It's yeah. like, bro, let me help you out. Yeah. And I, and several times they've, they've said, yep, I want that. I says, you have to do, you have to do a couple things. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, You have to listen to me about diet because you can't be a human garbage can. You got to work out with me for three months, three months, because in three months, a couple things happen. One, results that are going to stick. And number two, it becomes a way of life. Mm -hmm. After three months, it's like, I have to have this in my life now. Usually it takes about that amount of time. But I tell, especially guys, I'm like, bro, don't look at the scale. Look at your belt loops and stuff like that, man, because the scale is not going to tell you the story. No, look at your blood pressure, you know, your blood work, your cholesterol, all that crap. Because, you know, when, especially if I'm training guys and you see them, their, their neck and their facial features starting to evolve, yeah. but they're still at 340 pounds. Right. It's like, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Because you, you're packing on muscle underneath of that. And eventually, and then all of a sudden they run into this, you know, this massive where they hit a plateau and then all of a sudden weight dump. You know, it's like holy shit, yeah, man. It's because you're gaining this muscle, and you have no choice, yeah, but to burn all this fat. Yeah, that you've been.
0: It's a it's a thing that just gets in people's way because then they get yep. bummed out about it. They get depressed. They, yeah. they they feel and see all that hard work that they're mm-hmm. doing. Yep, and and you know they feel it's in vain. Which, as you said, it's a lie. It, it yeah. is a false narrative. It's like no, that's that's not what's going on with you. Um, keep pushing forward, and, and you know see the incremental progress uh, yep. where it really is like yeah it, you know some people say i'm not getting any better and it's like listen the first class you did you almost threw up and mm-hmm. needed 45 minutes but let's say to get to the car because you had mm-hmm. to sit down to recover right right and let's say the class we just did you pranced out of the room after a much harder workout so whether you see it or not that's
1: improvement yep
0: and it's Absolutely. massive improvement
1: and h- handing somebody you know I don't know if a lot of trainers do this or not because I'm not in that industry. I do a lot of, on um, I do the combat strength training program. Yeah. Uh, online, but I don't like personally train uh, groups, but I will train individuals. And, um, when I train an individual, the first day I'll, I'll, I'll write down something, you know, a little diagnostic, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll, and, and, I'll, and I'll, it'll be timed for instance, farmers walk, 50 yards with this amount of weight pull this thing in do this in a very very moderate crap you know because I don't want to give him a heart attack um do this small chicane where you have to zig and zag through it right and um you know what just put about five different exercises together and say ready set go do it and time it and then in a month's time I say hey let's let's revisit that diagnostic yeah. and they see 30 seconds taken off and they're like holy shit yeah 30 that's seconds cool. it took me i mean i'm not talking this thing took 15 minutes and they took 30 seconds i'm right. talking it took them three minutes and now they're at the 230 mark which is yeah. that's that's a mass and once people see that if they're given that diagnostic now it's like tangible they're like oh dude i am i am hooked i have to stay with this now yeah you, yeah you do
0: yeah. They see that they're getting better. I, right. I think another thing, too, that really can derail um, people's, you know, momentum, their their progress. Um, and I know it's something that you, you know a fair bit about is injuries. You know, yep. injuries suck from the very small to the very large. Um, there's all this physical pain there's emotional baggage there's just it can get depressing because you start entertaining all these crazy thoughts about oh i'm never going to be able to this or i'm never going and a lot of those times those thoughts are coming from outside sources like you know doctors are telling you this or other people are mm-hmm. telling you oh i knew a person that yeah. had that they they're done you're finished you know yep. um you've had a lot of injuries in your career not yep. not from working out but from uh in your military service
1: yep. right yep yeah so um one of my pet peeves in the when I, when I was doing the, my workouts in a CrossFit gym was yeah. seeing people get hurt, and that's where I came up with the term, bro. It's called fitness, not brokenness. Yeah, you know, and I would, I would chew their asses about it, especially if they're over that 40 year mark. Yeah, it's like you're not getting younger, stop doing that freaking. Bullshit. Yeah. You know, you could do that workout, but substitute that thing with this thing, don't yeah. do that, it's not healthy.
0: Oh, and some people Um, won't do that. Even if they know that they're about to hurt themselves, it is the most maddening thing I've ever seen is someone about to do something with the actual awareness that they're going to hurt themselves. And then they go and do it
1: anyways. Yep. They're subservient to the whiteboard.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: and And it really used to piss me off seeing people do that. So now, um, and I'll get into my injuries here in a second, but now let's say you tweak that, right. You, 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 your AC joint or something, you tweak that guy. Yeah. Dude, that, that could be months, yeah. depending on how old you are, right? Sure. So what can happen is you fall into a vicious cycle of events. Guys will say, ah, I'll just work through the pain, you know, and I'll still do those overhead presses, blah, mm-hmm. which is the wrong answer. Um, but if they don't, a lot of times they'll say, well, I'm just going to take it easy and do nothing until mm-hmm. I recover. But now they gain weight and they lose motivation. So they run into this vicious cycle of events where they can't get back on the train. Right. So during those times where you tweak something, if it hurts, don't fucking do it. Listen to your body, but do something, do an alternative, right. You know, get on that bicycle or um, you know, whatever it is, whatever, just do something, but do something different, you know, concentrate on different things. And you know what, it's okay to work out one side of your body. A lot of guys will say, well, I don't want to work out this side and not that side. It doesn't fucking matter, man. There's a thing called um, um, uh, muscle. Um, what I, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, Damn it. Where, where your muscles remember, you know, your muscles remember if you keep yeah. doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, muscle memory. Exactly. Muscle memory, memory yeah. So, and, and it's overused and abused axiom. Muscle memory. People think you know, muscle memory is doing a lot of reps the same way, like shooting. Mm-hmm. Muscle memory is recovering from surgery, from atrophy. You know, that's muscle. Me- Your muscles are going to remember. They are going to get strong fast once you get well. So, by the time I retired, <clears throat> twenty-two years special ops career, I had uh, four reconstructive surgeries, umbilical hernia, two concussions and 13 broken bones. So and those were over time you know they're over time but but every time like for instance you take knee reconstruction, right? So you you snap your ACL and you got to have the uh, center patella tendon repair that and meniscus repair same thing. That's a that's a year. That's a year to 100%. That's yeah. one freaking year.
0: That's it's brutal. One of my students and good friends, she just had her third ACL reconstruction. Ugh. And uh, my my knee has actually been bothering me. It turns out I tore my ACL uh, mm. 31 years ago grappling. Wow. And uh, I didn't realize it was completely torn until mm. I, it, it's finally caught up with me a bit during all this COVID stuff. I yep. went to get an MRI and uh, they said, yeah, you, you've been you know, doing everything you can do. You've been mm. doing it on an ACL for 31 years.
1: Yep. Well, so, some people are, are, uh, tend to dependent and some aren't. Too, yeah. You know? So I, I guess I'm one of those
0: that's not dependent yep. on it because I just spoke to a, a surgeon to get a second opinion. And the surgeon told me, cause I was like, listen, man, if I need to do it, let's do it now because yep. I got to get back to doing what I, what he probably I probably said.
1: Nope. He probably just, he,
0: he said no. And I said, right. well, but listen, I don't want to take long, slow walks on the beach right. and yeah. you know, be able to, uh, you know, sit down with a beer. I, mm. I need a knee that lets me do All the things that i've been doing and he he just looked at me he said you've been doing them for 31 years without an acl he said i don't think you're gonna have a problem doing them again just Mm -hmm. let it heal now you've angered it a few times you know Mm -hmm. and he goes let it really heal and he said you should be able to fire off a kick and you know do everything else that you normally do um, because you were doing it for so long so Mm -hmm. yeah i got i felt instant relief because exactly what you're saying that's a long time out were you out for a year when they when they rebuilt yeah and
1: so i was still operational you know i was still in, in, in i was top tier unit on the planet at the time and um so the unit took care of me and put me in a operations position to write a desk Right. and in six did months that kill, did that kill you a little bit yeah like, l- spirit wise yes yeah but i still stayed fit right so uh and you got to listen to the pts man what are the yeah. physical therapists saying yeah because they don't want and especially the ones we had at the unit they don't want you to jack that shit up because this person is an investment yes so you know, i got really good at swimming <laughs> that time, yeah i was yeah. a swimming machine yeah and um, and then, you know, they also encouraged to move that thing, but not, you know, don't do quickness work, of course. You know, you're not sure. going to pound or anything like that. So, like, stationary bike, and then from stationary bike to road bike, from road bike to mountain bike. And um, it's like, damn, man, I I got really fit during that time, mm. but in a completely different way. I wasn't right. doing old courses and jumping off of shit, you know, and, and 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 squatting a bunch of weight, but I got in really good, like endurance cardio, like triathlete type of shape. So you, you know, got with, to fill without vo- the run. You
0: got to fill a void. It was almost filled, a gift.
1: Yep, fill the void. Yep. Fill the void. And then you know, like, let me think of another one. Um, where I had to. My other surgeries are this shoulder, um, my L five S one discectomy. Uh, this side here, I had a ruptured bicep, pulled it into my forearm, dislocated shoulder, broken ribs. Um, that was a long time too, the uh, the bicep, <clears throat> and it's it's fun. It was a it was a bad injury. It was, it, it's kind of long to explain, but it was a tow jump or parachuting injury. So I was towing on the outside of a high speed aircraft with a rope <laughs> wrapped around my arm. It's it's kind of a riot when I talk about it, you know, and the whole story. But <clears throat> the muscle ripped in half, not tendon, not muscle from tendon. Oh, right. So now. the muscle ripped in half. So they could only salvage so much of it. And at the time I had, I was a kid, I was 18, I had big biceps. Um, so they could only salvage so much. And by the time I was finished, months later with physical therapy, my bicep was about as big around as that right there. about that. And I was curling, you know, in physical therapy. I remember starting with one pound, one, one, and then going up to two and five. But the point is, you know, you give it, you give it a chance to heal and muscles will remember and they will compensate. You know, yeah. and you'll go into muscle recruitment, and other muscles will compensate for those, because that 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 one was a big mess, and it was in jump school, and then directly after jump school, I had to start a special forces course, and I had to do it with, uh, this half of a bicep, so I had no pulling strength. Right. I had, you know, no, I had, I didn't have the ability to pull, and you know, we had to every morning you had to climb ropes and do pull-ups with your gear on, um, and man, I was. And I used to pride myself on how many pull-ups I could do. And now I couldn't do any. But, you know, over time, it, it, it's all about supply and demand, too. Did,
0: but did you, did you feel like, do you already remember, mentally, how did that affect you? Did you ever get down on it, thinking like, <laughs> shit, I'm not going to get this back?
1: No, no, didn't get- I, didn't, I didn't. I got down on it because it was an ego thing. Yeah. Because I knew where I was. Right. You know, I was, I was a, a state champion wrestler in high school. Right. And I, you know, I was a badass. I was very physical when I joined the military, right. so it was it was an ego thing more than anything. Thankfully, I was young, had youth on my side because I was nineteen when that, eighteen when that happened. So youth on my side, and um, you know, you just train your freaking ass. Yeah, to get
0: back. Where supply you and
1: demand, go. man. Supply and yep. demand. It's gonna and freaking happen. It's going. To. So now, how old are you now, uh, Pat? Fifty five.
0: 55 okay so a little bit older than me you know Yep. although my
1: my beard is a little bit more gray once you once you go past that 50 mark everything changes
0: yeah but you know what you're a guy who's in his 50s that's uh you know super fit you're Mm -hmm. you're training um you know a lot of people nowadays they say it's not like it used to be there are you know a myriad of reasons why let's say you know guys uh you know uh, around our age, many, many years ago, generations ago, weren't in the kind of shape that, right. you know, guys, mm-hmm. guys can be now. Yep. But one thing I think also that's made a huge impact is that we don't take for granted that a certain age happens and then you magically fall apart. It it doesn't have to be like that. You know, yep. like I even know, even in terms of performance, I realized something in the last few years, which I'm, I'm sure you've, you've probably realized as well. I used to hear from, you know, my coaches when I was a kid who who were all in their, let's say thirties and forties. They used to, they used to say like, Oh, you know, like, uh, you'll probably hit your peak at this age and then blah, blah, blah. Or they'll tell me, oh, I used to be fast. And then after this age, I lost my, so in my mind, because they always said that shit, like, oh, once you hit 40, I'm going to lose my speed. Right. Or once I hit this age, I'm going to lose this. And I had heard that from so many coaches because that was their reality. Then I assumed that that just must be what happens. And when I went back, I remember I went back to jujitsu and, uh, I hadn't done jujitsu in a long time, like a decade. I went back to it. I, I was rolling. My girlfriend saw me roll with somebody, a g- young guy, a wrestler. And, you know, we finished the guy looked at me, he goes, damn, you're fast. You know? And I was just like, oh man, you should have seen me when I was young. You know, yeah. um, I was really fast then. Mm. And then my girlfriend was like, man, you were so fast. And I was like, oh no, that was nothing. You should have seen me before that, you know, yeah. <laughs> then, but then I, I started thinking about what I was saying and I was like, okay, wait a minute. That guy's 19 and he's a good wrestler. Yep. And I'm faster than him. Right. So, and I'm faster than him in my 40s. So now I just said to him, You should have seen me when I was young. So, what? Right. When I was 20, was I that yeah. much faster? That I'm like, No, that doesn't make sense. That's right. stupid. Yep. Like, I, if anything, logically, I'm probably just as fast as I was when I was 20.
1: Right. And I'm also fast.
0: smarter and I, and I conserve energy better. Mm-hmm. So I started to realize, I'm like, no, I didn't actually lose anything. I've just been saying to people I lost something because everybody told me I would lose something. So it became yep. my reality. And now I realize that doesn't have to be the case if, you know, like I see you in guys like you. Mm-hmm. You, you, you put in the time over the years right. so that you reap the benefits now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yep. it, I mean, it's an incredible and, and you're a perfect example of that.
1: Well, you know, the, so the age thing comes up a lot. And when I'm traveling, when I'm training guys, one of the, my pet peeves is when a guy in his late 30s will say, yeah, I'm getting old. Like, bro, you have no fucking idea. First off, and, and I've gotten an affirmation by, from several people. So same age, mid-50s, who have maintained a level of fitness through, throughout their life. I tell guys that mid-40s, between 44 and 46 is when, when a guy could peak out, mid-40s. Yeah. Yep, that's when you could be your best version of yourself physically and that's they're cool. like really so yeah 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 right this right. is the best version well, the thing, of me you're getting right well it, the thing is too though at 52 when i was 52 i ran my best 400 yeah yeah i ran a 56 400 yeah. you know I, I i mean like that's like high school varsity shit man yeah. <laughs> but um and i'm still making gains like for instance um uh strength gains those are easy to see you could almost measure those in your hand, right? Those okay. are easy over a very short amount of time. So here's an example. I bought a golf cart and <clears throat> it's a cool golf cart and I use it for workout. Well, I'll put it in the road and I'll put, I'll put it on tow mode and I'll push it up the hill. And at the beginning of coronacation, I could only move, move from point A to point B. But right, right. now I'm moving from point A to point B. Right. You know, it, and so I'm still making game. That's a strength gain. Yeah. You know, it's a, still a strength gain. Um, now, I had one other point when you're talking about, you know, like people watching what I'm doing on the interwebs and stuff like that. And it's nice when they're saying, bro, that's amazing what you can do at 50. It's amazing. It's amazing. But what they don't see is that 20-minute warm-up prior to. Yeah. You know, they don't sure. they don't see that. They don't see that I, I eat nothing but food, mm-hmm. right? M- meat and veg. There's no crap in my diet. They don't see me power slam that quart of water first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, that, I, that I'm getting at least those good quality eight hours sleep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, hard work sucks and not everybody's cut out for it, you know, and if you want to be fit, fitter longer, you've got, you've got to be more disciplined and how many times do I go in my driveway and go, Oh, I do not want to freaking do this. I, like today I have, uh, I have hypertrophy today that's on my whiteboard. That's what I have to do today. And hypertrophy day sucks for me because I do it the way it's supposed to be done. And I know I'm going to probably dry heave. You know, I know this and I know it's going to suck. And it's a little bit boring, hypertrophy day. I like power day. You know, that's how I start the week. But but I know the shit has to be done. You know why it has to be done? Because I wrote it on my whiteboard last night. <laughs> so it's on my whiteboard today.
0: Yeah. So and I have it's going to get, go- done. So it's gonna get done. But how do you get to... Because I think a lot of people, like you said, they, you know, they make excuses. I can't do this. I don't have the time. That's my favorite bullshit line. Yep. You know, like I don't have times. Like y- you got time, you don't have motivation or desire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for some people, they they just they fall out. I, I don't know if a discipline is really the right word because, like, I don't think I'm particularly disciplined to be mm-hmm. honest. Like people always say, you're so disciplined. You get your, you do your workout. You do you. Like, it's not discipline. It's love. I love doing. Uh, what I do. I love to be a a teacher and try to help people. I know I can be more useful helping if I train more because I'll have more insight. So it's mostly that that's what motivates me. It's like, Oh, I got to go do some training. So I'll know more stuff and I'll be in a, you know, a better example for people. And then I can, you know, they'll want me to teach them. So I don't, I don't know if that's discipline, you know, it's not discipline in the way that I think about it. What's that thing for you that, you know, you said, uh, you don't really want to do that workout today, but it's going to get done. What's making you get it done?
1: You know what's making me get it done? Is the people who are counting me, who are watching my feed. Mm. So when they tell me thank you, I always say, no, bro, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because <clears throat> I like to fire people up, but I need fire in return. Yeah. And, and, that, and I always answer, they say, bro, what keeps you motivated? And sometimes I'll respond to those. I'll go, if I am motivating you, then the answer is you. Are keeping me motivated yeah you are so thank you because i have this obligation you know i I know that people are waiting to watch my feed to see what the workout is of the day yeah you know or or see and i'm not going to post a hypertrophy day because that's boring as shit (laughs) but they want to see what my next power day is what my next strength day what my next speed and quickness day is and i always think about that so i'll sit in my driveway and i'll crank on some heavy metal and I'll just start moving, you know. And it could be just uh, shadow boxing. Yeah. Just start, and I tell myself, just start moving. Just start moving. Just start moving. Just start moving. And pretty soon, that one drip of sweat, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I feel it now. I yeah. feel it. Yeah. You know, the endorphins are flowing. Yep. All right. Now, now I could move a little bit more. But it for it takes like twenty minutes for me now, you yeah. know, to get that fire to build. It just I'm I have to stoke that furnace. I have to yeah. stoke the furnace. Like a lot of and um, and I think that, um, it, so I have that advantage, right, of having a fan base that's counting on me. But if you don't, and if I'm firing you up, then all you have to do is just start it moving. Just start it moving. Get there first, whether your gym is uh, across town or whether it's in your driveway, just get there first. Mm-hmm. Get there first. Get there with the right attitude, And um, just start moving because you never know what what that can develop into. And just let it develop. And if you plan it out too, like if you have a strategy. In other words, don't just say, I'm just going to go for a two-mile run. Mm -hmm. You know, but have a strategy like, you know what? I want to move these things from here to there. And then I want to move them from this over this thing. Mm-hmm. and then i want to pull this you know that, that strategy have yeah, like get a, game a plan, plan together yeah plan and um and then like i said just start a freaking moving. just start. i love that just yeah i mean
0: there's nothing more simple than just get moving start yep. start doing it you know so many people just sitting there and they're like i'm gonna wait for this i'm gonna wait for that and, and, and you know there's no waiting get up yep and and get moving around Uh, for people that want to check out your stuff online for those people that you know shoot and are interested in everything i uh, i've seen uh tap so i can tell you the instruction on that is awesome um i really really love a few things about it one your instruction is super clear i mean you don't have to even somebody who doesn't know anything about let's say you know firing a gun it, it, they would benefit from hearing you explain things so simply and cleanly I mean it's mm-hmm. the cliche old saying if you can't explain it simply you don't understand it well enough well you must understand it very very deeply because you can communicate very very well very simple cues I love how you don't overcomplicate. Um, yep. anything you know stance yeah get Appreciate up and it. stand good <laughs> <Yes>. okay <laughs> check you know yeah you're you're standing all right yeah well you know the the dangerous end uh you know you point towards the stuff you want to destroy don't point mm-hmm. it at anything else it's, right. it's, it's yeah. really good it's really clean yeah, um, right on yeah good good yeah. And it's fun that. too. You, you, you yep. use good devices where, you know, you're being, you know, very clear, like this is important. You have to understand it. And then you, you know, you break into something funny so that you make sure people, you know, haven't dozed off while they're, right. while they're yep. watching. So there's great stuff in there. Um, they could definitely, you can download those. They could check it out. What websites uh, should they check out so they can find your
1: stuff? Well, the, the DVDs are on the Pant- Pantio, it's called yeah. panteo productions yeah, those are the DVDs. I, I got three of them taps rifle taps pistol and sentinel the sentinel one's a lot of fun that's a lot of fun that course is a riot a lot of information i guess if i were to pick one of those i would tell people to, to get the sentinel dvd um i have a fun youtube channel where i lump combat strength training i lump shooting and i lump uh basic dude stuff and sunday sentinel sermons on there and that's called pat mac p-a-t-m-a-c YouTube channel. And then um, everything else is TMAX Inc. My website, TMAX Inc. My Instagram, TMAX Inc.
0: That's awesome. I will put the links up below this. So whenever I post it anywhere, I'll, I'll put links up so uh, guys can cool. find it and they can, they can check out your stuff. I know you do have some fitness stuff as well online. Yep. Uh, with COVID and everything, you're not uh, giving uh, workshops with it, right? But you've got right. it all, I think, moved online now?
1: Yep. Combatstrengthtraining.com.
0: Yeah, so they can check that out, and of course, they can check out uh, all your stuff um, on your Instagram and your other social media. is super entertaining. They can get some workout ideas as well, some fun stuff that they can do with minimal equipment, which is is key nowadays for a lot of people in a lot of different areas. Yep. Yeah, I was hoping uh, I kept putting off this podcast because I was hoping we'd be able to actually do it in person. I was going to come down to South Carolina. It's actually not that far from where I'm at, but with the border restrictions, uh, COVID, and all the craziness in the world. I was like, man, oh, well, that's not going to happen right now, so we'll have to do this. I am going to ask you, though, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you uh, a question uh, after I close off the uh, recording. I just have a quick uh, firearms question, if you don't mind. Absolutely awesome rock and roll bro thank
1: you so much for having me
0: no thank you man it really was a pleasure i think a lot of people are going to get a lot of stuff out of it and uh i think uh anyone who's interested in being a better teacher uh, better communicator better trainer they really should check out your stuff and you know for the layman out there that's just looking for some motivation and you know like you said even you are sometimes sitting there thinking shit man i just don't want to get up and go go you know go get it today Uh, but somehow you do i i think they should check out your stuff because that's going to help motivate them to get up and get a fire under their ass and get moving and then they will reap the benefits of all of that thank you so much for your time man
1: rock and roll baby rock and roll
0: yeah